This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their You got Ronald yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, this is a breaking edition news, news, breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go with that. Let's also go down to the Blount County Satellite Office of Go Vols 24-7 down there in Merv. We'll get the one, the only Grant Ramey. And Grant, uh, we're here for a couple reasons, I guess, and um, both of them are, uh, are are pretty good news for Tennessee basketball. Tennessee badly, badly needed a big man, uh, and they got a couple of them. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, the 2022 consensus five-star prospect, consensus top ten prospect, uh, probably a 2021 prospect reclassifying is, is the assumption there. Uh, getting a commitment from him, uh, you can't really overstate what they what they get in that six nine two thirty exactly kind of what they needed, and not long after they get a commitment from four star center uh, Jonas Idu, the former uh, Marquette commitment. Uh, you hire Marquette's former associate head coach Justin Ganey. Obviously, that gives you an instant connection there. There's a little bit of interest from North Carolina late in the process uh, for him, uh, but he announces his commitment and uh, very quickly Tennessee addresses. Two huge needs in the post. Obviously, they had to do that. Uh, we'll see if they're done from here, uh, but adding two really big names to the class. Yeah, we're probably going to spend more time discussing Huntley Hatfield here since he is the the newer and the the bigger name. But I I, I want to go quickly to, to I do first because this is a top 100 prospect, and I do not uh, want to want to sneeze on that. You know, I mean that's that's a that's a big deal for Tennessee and a kid who is a year older, physically probably more mature, and a guy who. You know, would have been a great recruiting get for, for Marquette. North Carolina tries to jump in there late, which should tell you, you know, I know that they're losing Kessler and some other guys there, but still the fact that a UNC, who in theory could go recruit anyone, wants this kid too, um, that, that's, that, that's a good get for Tennessee, considering the need especially. Uh, it is. I mean, a, a top 100 prospect is a top 100 prospect. Um, it feels like he's a late riser uh, in this class. He was a guy that wasn't nearly as highly rated. Uh, probably this time a year ago uh, or a few months ago even, uh, but he climbed a lot over the last year uh, and ends up as a top uh, a top 100 player. I mean, 6'11", 215, you need 6'11", uh, that can run, that's athletic. Uh, that's that's what Tennessee had to have in the post. I think he's a little bit more of a true center than a Brandon Huntley Hatfield who's going to be more of a probably a stretch forward who's not going to be afraid to shoot the three. Uh, I think Brandon Huntley Hatfield's physically ready to contribute in the paint. Um, but I think Jonas Idu is a guy who's a little bit more of a true center. And that's really what Tennessee needed. They, they had to address uh, whether John Fulkerson comes back or not. I don't think Tennessee has that decision. Uh, I don't think that decision has been made and communicated to them. But regardless of that, you had to have two guys that could help you quickly. And I think Jonas Idu and Brandon Huntley Hatfield are two guys that can contribute uh, and help you 
Uh, and Jonas is a little bit more of an interesting prospect in terms of, you know, he's a North Carolina kid. They know how to play basketball in that state. We've seen it from uh, prospects since he's gotten from there, Grant Williams being one of those. They sold this kid on Grant Williams during the recruiting process. We need another one of those guys, and, and you can potentially be another one of those guys. So uh, it seems like his stock is only rising a lot of, a lot of upside there. Yeah, and he's also a couple inches taller than Huntley Hatfield, isn't he, I believe? Cause, he uh, is six eleven, and, and Brandon's listed at six nine. Yeah, and, and so I didn't, I didn't want to not mention that because that's a huge get for Tennessee and, and a guy who um, the the film that I've seen, I, I I like it a lot. I mean, I see why people like this guy as a big man prospect. You know, it, it's it, transitioning from you know, unless you're one of those burger boys, right? It, you never really know exactly how the 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 process is going to go when you're trying to get up to speed, and even if you are burger boy. But still, um, you know, there, there's that transition process, and it's never an easy thing for a big man because think about it, uh, especially in a year like next year where you'll be going against some guys who are fifth or even six-year guys down low who are big, strong, physical men, and um, you are a young man. I won't call you a boy because you're awful large, but you're, you're, a, big, you're, you're, you're a, a big young man, and that, that's, that's, a, that's a tough thing for them, I think. Yeah, I mean, at 215, you're going to have to add strength. You're going to have to add weight. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's his updated weight. That was the latest number we had on him. But he's going to have to add – he'll be a multi-year player. He'll have to add that strength and that, uh, uh, kind of the power down low. Uh, but I think the raw ability, the skill set, what you want to build on is what he has. And I think that's why it's good, good for him because he has a lot of upside. It feels like he's trending uh, in the direction you want him to go. And now shifting back over to Huntley Hatfield, I, I, I want to – emphasize this because I this is in my opinion it's still kind of a rare thing this is a young man who uh, is the number six prospect um, I believe the number six prospect in his original class now the one that he's in Um, however if he were and we've heard this right if he were to move up a year reclassify and try to play next year if he reclassified he still could be a top 10 prospect. So you're talking about not only are you a top six player in your age bracket, if we move you up a year, you're still a top 10 prospect. I, I don't think that's a very common thing. I might be wrong about that, Grant. I, I, I might be wrong, but I, I think that's pretty rare. Uh, I think it's really rare, and I think that's kind of what you get when you're 6'9", 230 uh, at that age, uh, kind of a year ahead of time. I don't, I don't think a lot of guys are that physically – um, that big, that ready to go at that age, and he is. And I think when he, what you get with him uh, at that size is is what you want in a power forward. The length, uh, the strength he has, uh, what he can do. He can step out and shoot it. Uh, he can score at all three levels. You know, he's comfortable. He's one of those forwards that uh, you look like you're comfortable with the ball in your hand, just like you're a guard, because that's the way you kind of grew up playing the game, uh, kind of with a guard skill set to go along with that power forward body. So when you have you combine that physicality with that skill set. Uh, yeah, it's very elite to be able to jump up in a class and, and still be that highly ranked. We'll see where he falls in final rankings. We don't, you know, we don't rank the kids off, um, but those who do, I would assume he's going to be pretty high up on the list, and it is because he has a very rare skill set and a, a very rare talent. Yeah, and, and I wonder when you're talking about a guy who you're you're bringing up a year early. Uh, you know, I, I think about this just a maturity level, you know, not just physical maturity, 
necessarily, but but sort of a emotional, you know, maturity and all these other things. And you know, I, I started college when I was seventeen, and, and I can tell you that um, I, in a lot of ways, was really not like emotionally uh, intelligent enough, or you know, emotionally ready for it. I had to get up to speed pretty quickly. But uh, you're talking about a guy who who you know, misses an entire year. Like I'd skipped a grade way earlier. So I was with that same group of age people for a long time. This is a guy who all of a sudden is reclassifying. And I wonder, you know, I think about someone like Josiah Jordan James and he probably, if you would have thrown him in there at like 15, he probably still would have been, you know, emotionally mature enough uh, to go out there and do that. But a lot of guys are not like that. You know, they don't all show up like Josiah Jordan James being like, okay, yeah, I'm already 30 years old. You know, you don't really get that a lot. And I'm, I'm wondering if this kid, with what we know about him, um, do we think that he can handle something like that? I would think so. I think this is these moves are viewed uh, as a business decision. Yeah. Uh, the quicker you can get to college, the quicker you can get to the next step beyond college. Whenever that happens, however it happens, if you're ready to go, you're ready to go. If you think you're ready to go, if the people around you your family thinks you're ready to go and can handle the jump the move up and the jump in uh in levels go ahead and do it because you're starting your clock a year early you're adding you know extra time you can't buy time well you can't buy time in this in this case because you're adding uh that year onto whatever's next in your basketball career whether it's stepping in and being a, a starter from day one at a, at a college a high level power five college program uh, and if you're a one and done kind of talent, I think Brent Huntley have a, could have that kind of talent. I think you have to play his way into it, that potential uh, to be a one and done guy. But if you're ready for it, uh, you're ready for it. Go do it. Start your clock early. Uh, that'll get you to the next level, the pro level, uh, a year earlier than scheduled. So if, if you can do it, if the people around you think you can do it, I think it's a smart move to do. And out of curiosity here, Grant, before we go to break, um, Huntley Hatfield if he were to, and I'm not saying he would still be number six if he reclassified a year. I mean, I've heard he might be in the top ten if that happens, but but not really sure exactly where he would fall in that in that range. Um, but if he were the number six player in the class, has Tennessee ever, to our knowledge, signed someone quite that high? Because I think both Johnson and Springer were a little bit below that. Um, I think maybe Tobias, some people had him third or fourth overall, maybe. I'm trying to go back and remember. Um, yeah, I think Tobias was in that neighborhood, number six or number seven, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. I know Kennedy Chandler's the third highest rated player they've ever signed behind Tobias and Scotty Hobson. And Kennedy's, I think, number 13. So that's that's how rare this would be, Uh depending on where Brendan Huntley Hatfield fell in that, that 2021 ranking. And this is another example, Grant, I, I believe, of, uh, you know, it, it, these things, it's interesting because you never really know how these things, kind of things are going to work out. And I'm not saying for one second that I believe, you know, someone like Bobby Mays just funnels everyone to his alma mater. I don't believe that at all. I, I think Bobby, um, known that guy for a while, I think that guy lets his guys do what they want to do. But the fact that a very, very elite AAU basketball summer circuit program is based in Knoxville now uh, and guys from all over are playing there, I think that's nothing but a good thing for Tennessee in the long run because you're, you got a lot of guys who are now around town uh, a good bit more than they used to be. For sure. I mean, this is a, 
this is obviously a relationship that's that's worked both ways. Drew Pimper, Jaden Springer were both products of the Bobby Mays program. B.J. Edwards in the 2022 class uh, at Catholic, the point guard, four-star, highly rated kid. Uh, a lot of upside there. He's a big-time Tennessee target. Uh, Hanjay Tamba, the seven-footer at Catholic, is another B.Mays player. Blue Kane is a shooting guard at B.Mays that they just offered, Tennessee offered a couple weeks back, or maybe that was last week. I can't remember at this point. There's been so many of uh, these things uh, kind of molding together. But, I mean, there's a really good relationship there, obviously, between these two sides. And it goes beyond Desmond Oliver was the point man for B.Mays and Tennessee's basketball recruiting experts in the past. He goes to be the TSU head coach. Uh, I think the there's a strong enough relationship on both sides where it's not just he leaves and you're in trouble there. You can reestablish those connections. Uh, and and it's, it's worked well. It's worked well for, you know, Jaden Springer and the Bobby Mays program and everybody involved there. And it's worked well for Tennessee to get talented players uh, like these kids. And I think that's that's just something that's important to note because Knoxville having – you know, it's been a growing, growing city and, you know, getting a coach like Rick Barnes and then you get a premier AAU program or summer program that's in the same area. That's been that's that's something that if Tennessee continues to to smoothly navigate that relationship, that's something that could help the program for a long time. And it should not be uh, overlooked. Sure. Uh, so we, we got plenty more to discuss. We're going to step away, take a quick break, pay some bills, listen to some products. Uh, services, in-house ads, other fun things. Come back and talk about where these young fellows fit into the picture for the Vols moving forward and what else could happen with recruiting for these Vols going forward. Hashtag ad. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Grant Ramey coming to you from the Go Balls 24-7. Blount County Satellite Office down there in Merville talking Tennessee basketball. A couple big-time commitments. Uh, top 100 big man, Jonas Idu, and uh, five-star uh, power forward Brandon Huntley Hatfield, who we believe could reclassify into this current class and join Idu and Kennedy Chandler and uh, Quentin Boonje and all those other guys in this Tennessee class going forward and be freshmen for the Vols this season. Lots of positivity to discuss, lots of good news for a program that needed it after kind of a tough year and a bunch of uh, – a uh, tough finish to the season and a lot of transitioning going on in the program. So so this is certainly something that, that helps. Got plenty to discuss there. Before we do that, though, quick reminder, guys, please take a minute out of your day right now. Please go subscribe to this podcast. Please rate and review this podcast, uh, whether you're on – you know, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your your podcasts, right? Anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod, you can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. 
Please take a minute out of your day right now. Please go uh, subscribe. Please mash that button. Please rate and review. There is nothing you can do that would help us out more than that. That helps the algorithms. That helps more people uh, join this wolf pack, and that helps us continue to grow these numbers even more than we already have, which has been just a really fun ride for the past couple of years. Uh, and we thank you all for that. Also, please take a minute right now. If, you, if you've not been to GoVols247.com, go check it out. It's cheaper than one mediocre lunch per month, and you get a lot of things for that. And I'll talk about that at the end of this edition of the podcast. Grant, talking about, uh, you know, James Idu and uh, Brandon Huntley-Hatfield and what's going on now for Tennessee, um, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but we, we don't know what's happening with John Fulkerson we know that there is more, let's say, optimism, I believe, than there was uh, a few weeks ago uh, that he will return. Mm-hmm. I think that's safe to say. I kind of thought that, that he would return, but that was just a guess. That was based on – that was just pure speculation. I was not saying, oh, I know something here. It just seemed like something that I thought he might do when push came to shove. Looks like maybe leaning that way. But still, uh, Tennessee, you saw at the end of last season, has a lot of work to do down low – we know there's a couple guys um, that if they don't go to the portal, they're, they're still with the team. A couple of guys there who have played some basketball for Tennessee. But there's also a lot of opportunity there for someone to step up and compete with them and give them a push for giving this team a better post presence. For sure. Uh, and you hope it's a Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Uh, and you hope it's a Jonas Hyder. I mean, you need um, those kind of talents. You can't keep missing on evaluations on forwards. And with Brandon Huntley Hatfield, the, the knock on Rick Barnes has been he's gone after a lot of elite big men the last few years, mm-hmm. and he just hasn't been able to land them. He's gone after a lot of elite guards the last few years, and he's been able to land those guys. So there is some kind of, I don't know, something missing there and not being able to get that highly ranked forward. Well, now you've got one of them uh, in Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Now you got another top 100 one in Jonas Idu. And if, if Uroch Plasic and if Olivier come on, those guys aren't ready to – take the next step and contribute more and be more consistent and be somebody that you can rely on. You hope that this infusion of talent uh, is something you can rely on somebody that you can put in day one, Brandon Huntley Hatfield and try to get some kind of production there. Um, the good news with John Fulkerson is I don't think you're going to have to worry about his scholarship. I would be surprised if they mm-hmm. counted against the numbers next year. So Agreed. technically Tennessee had seven departures. You count John Fulkerson's scholarship uh, against that. They're, eight openings on the roster. They had four guys before I do. I do is the fifth. They had, uh, now, Huntley Hatfield, if he's in the 2021 class, would be six. So you've still got more spots if you wanted to try to further solidify something in the post or bring in another guard to help uh, further solidify your, your inconsistent shooting in the backcourt that we, we saw all season. But out of these two guys that they've added, you hope you have some kind of production, some kind of presence inside that you didn't have from Uroch last year, that you didn't have from Olivier last year. And that maybe is paired with John Fulkerson next year because, yeah, I agree with you. We don't know the answer there. I don't think Tennessee does either. Um, but the way his season ended, nobody saw that coming, obviously. Uh, and it makes you wonder if he really wants to end his Tennessee career on that note. Yeah, and, and I think that when looking at the numbers now, I, I do think that it still would not surprise me at all if Tennessee were to add one more big man from the portal. And now, if you get these two guys here, you might have the opportunity to take a chance on a big man in the portal that you really couldn't take a chance on before. Um, Because if it were another Anasiki situation, um, but it were a guy who you weren't necessarily having to 100% count on, 
Um, and he's just like a senior. You can take a flyer on him. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, but when you have guys like this that you add to the program combined with what the guys with the guys you already have, I mean, you throw like, you know, um, you know Jonas Idu and you throw a, a Brad Huntley Hatfield in the mix, y- you feel like you've given yourself a lot more solidity there. And so if you go ask someone from a – because the big man portal right now, it's not necessarily loaded with big names because we talked about this before, right. but if you are a big man – and you are really good, you're not usually in the portal. You're usually either staying where you are or you're going pro. That's you know There tends to be more guards from, from mid-majors who are really good players who, who jump into the, pro, uh, into the portal. So um, I would say portal, portal, portal. But you look at now, this would seem to me to open up a much wider palette of options for going to find another big man. It should, and I think it's worth noting, usually in normal years, the spring signing period for college basketball, it opens around this time of year, mid-April, and it runs for four weeks through mid-May. I believe, if I'm understanding this correctly, uh, for 2021, uh, it might have been the case for 2020 as well, it opens in April. It actually opened April 14th this week, uh, and it stays open through August. uh, Some date in August. I'm not sure if that's August 1st or the last day of August or somewhere in between. I think that's right. But it runs through August, so you, you can what that means, you can keep your options open all summer uh, and evaluate what's in the portal, what you might think is, you know, any prep prospects that might be climbing that you want to keep an eye on. You can keep a space open on your roster uh, all the way through the summer and try to find somebody later on in the calendar year, much later in the calendar year than normal in the past, which I think is something that a lot of teams might try to take advantage of. Uh, for Tennessee, yeah, I agree. You want to go – look for some kind of veteran uh, because, you know, Corey Walker is a highly rated prospect. Yeah. It doesn't always translate to a fit in your program, production on the floor, mm-hmm. kind of there's, there's multiple pieces here that have to be put together. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, Jonas Ido, you want them to come in. You want them to be able to contribute, obviously, early on and be productive players, uh, members of your basketball program. But if they're not, or if it does take a little bit more time than you're expecting, then if you have that veteran guy that you can find in the portal uh, at some point, wherever that is, if that's if he's in there now, or if he's you know if they're not in the portal yet and they get there down the line, if you can add that veteran, um, you know a little bit more what you're getting from day one. I think I would go that route if I could, but it just depends on who's out there, who's interested in you, and kind of you know what that fit is like. Yeah, and so we we believe there are still what three. Uh, perhaps four spots available if needed. I mean, but but we can say a hard three, right? Like, or, or at least three. Is that uh, is, they, is my math right on that, or is my math wrong, Grant? They technically had eight openings. Uh, they had uh, I do and Huntley Hatfield made five and six in the class, so at least okay. two spots. I so at least so. okay, so it's at least so it's at least two, perhaps three. Um, so yeah, good. That's why I asked you. Between the two of us, we can usually get math right if we put our brains together. Um, but you look at it, and I still think if I'm Tennessee, and Rick Barnes may have a totally different idea, I still think uh, one big man and one shooter is what I would like. I still think, and, and I know, hey, Justin Powell from Auburn, if they can get him eligible, all that good stuff, um, that, that that kid can shoot, right? There, there's, you look at the numbers, he's a shooter. Uh, I still would want one more shooter because the way Tennessee shot the three last season, if I were a coach, that would still keep me up at night because I feel like there are guys on this team who can shoot at a higher percentage than they did last year. However, I'm not – I don't want to assume that's going to happen. 
So, I, and, and this is just me. Like, Rick Barnes has won, what, 700, 800-plus uh, more games than I have. So, I'm, I, I don't I – don't, I'm not saying I know because I don't. But I'm just thinking about it from the outside saying I would like one more big man and I would like one more shooter. And quite frankly, I don't care if he's 5'9 or 6'9. I just want another shooter. Yeah, I mean, James Daniel, go back to him uh, a few years ago. He didn't make a huge impact, but there are a lot of games where he hit shots where Tennessee needed some help hit shots and to help them win that game specifically. And and maybe he didn't do much for the next two weeks, and then he'd pop up again and help them win a game. I mean, if you can find a guy, a volume shooter, a, a guy that's shot so much over his last three, four years at whatever school, whatever level it was, if he shot it at a high clip and you feel like he can come in and help you, for sure, I think you go that route uh, and you bring him in because, right, Josiah, I expected him to shoot better this year. I expected uh, Victor Bailey. He's going to be a volume shooter. Can he be a volume maker? Can he be a consistent shot maker? We didn't see it all season. Santiago Viscovi, we didn't see it all season. So uh, I don't, you can't assume that's going to, they're going to make those leaps. You hope they do. You hope they are a year better, a year more consistent. Uh, a year older, all that stuff, but you just don't know it until you see it on the floor. Can you get somebody, uh, somebody in the backcourt that can help you defensively as well? They they struggled there at times too. So uh, I think definitely if you can find that guy, if you can find the right fit, don't tie up a scholarship just to tie it up. But if you can find the right guy to bring in and help you, I would absolutely uh, uh, pursue that. Yeah, assuming Vescovi comes back, I, I think that that he's a guy who, if you move him a little bit more off the ball and you get him healthy. His hip really bothered him all last season, and he played through it. He's a tough kid, but uh, he had done a lot of work to get himself in better shape, and then he looked like it early, and, and then he goes on and gets hurt, and he, I don't think he's able to show it. So, uh, not And I think you look back at maybe the way Josiah Jordan-James' freshman season went, if you want to talk about how much a bad hip can really hurt you, look at the difference in Josiah Jordan James from his freshman to his sophomore year, uh, the athleticism, some of the plays on defense he was able to make. I think that that that's a big thing. And I think if you you know move Vescovi off the ball, make him more of a true combo guard, uh, he's a guy who you can get him in that spot right there on the right wing where I think he's never going to miss. Like like that uh, the the free throw corner there extended that that wing three from the right side as the lefty, like I never think he's missing that shot. I don't care if he's 0 for 8. I feel mm-hmm. like the ninth one's going in. That's just his spot. And and so I, I think that will help him a lot. But, you know, this team needs someone who, when things are going badly on offense, a guy – or you just you really need a three. They need a guy you can run a picket fence for and he can hit a three for you. I, I don't care. And, again, I don't care if he's 5'9 or 6'9. I don't care if he comes from – you know, a UNC or Duke or, or you know, like uh, Maryville College down the road. I, I don't I don't care. Just someone who can step in. Like if Pember could have been that guy last season, that would have been nice. Just a guy who you can put in and say, son, I really need a three ball right here. Uh, and maybe Powell's that guy. You know, maybe he is, um, in addition to all the other rebounding and other things he can do. But um, it's just crazy because I think now in this air, Grant, I think we could probably end on this note. It, we were warned, and we we have been warning people also, I should say, that this portal era was going to usher in a completely new period for college basketball um, because this is not football, and it will for football too, but in football you got you know 85 scholarships or, or whatever, and um, Tennessee for now has 85. We'll see here down the road. Um, but you look at basketball, and there's 13. And so if you're not playing – you you really want to go somewhere. Plus, there's three times you know as as many Division One programs in basketball. So 
there's going to be a lot of movement all the time. And so we're looking at it now where Tennessee had all those openings and it's going to be a new roster. And then you look at it like Kentucky's been doing this for years with the draft. But like you look across the SEC, I think this might be wrong, but I think Alabama might be the only program that did not have someone enter the portal, at least one person. Uh, And that was as of a few days ago, so it could have changed since then. But it's going to look like this probably for a while. I mean, you might still see a lot of those Grant Williams and Admiral Schofields, kind of those three- and four-year development guys. But I I think we're entering an era now where it's going to be a lot more um, shotgun weddings in this sport. Yeah, and it's going to be something that you're going to have to – it's going to be a skill that you're going to have to develop as a coach and as a coaching staff to be able to recruit at a high level and get the guys that you need to get prospect-wise and to work the portal at a high level and find the guys that that you know have interest in you and you have interest in them and you can plug them in and they can help your program. I mean, it's going to be a balancing act. You want one-and-done talents like Jaden Springer's and Keon Johnson's, but you also want multi-year players like Admiral Schofields and Grant Williams who – develop over time and get that experience and that leadership and, and know the college game. Uh, and you don't look as shell shocked in a, in an NCAA tournament game when you're relying on those freshmen. So you're going to have to work the portal. You're going to have to work uh, the recruiting trail like you normally do. And you're going to have to put a lot of pieces together and try to figure out what's your, what your intensity basketball team looks like year in and year out. How can it, you know, what, how can you shape the roster to make it look the best? Obviously, there's not going to be eight departures every offseason. It's going to be a slimmed-down version of that. But the portal is going to be active, I think. Maybe it goes back to a little bit normal when the, the one-time transfer thing is gone, assuming that gets passed and all that stuff. But then you turn to the SEC and you wonder, is the SEC going to follow the ACC's lead and, and get rid of the inter interconference you know, um, rule against transfers and having to sit out? You want to be competitive. Other conferences are following the ACC and doing that. So does the SEC do that? And if so, uh, does that ratchet up the, the number of transfers every year in and out of the portal? But, yeah, it, it's a little bit of a new world here where you, you have to juggle all this portal stuff on top of all the other stuff that you've been juggling in the past. Well, fortunately, Rick Barnes is a really young guy. You know, he's really tech savvy. And, uh, right. he, you know, he understands the – I'm just kidding. Rick is, is young at heart. He's hilariously young at heart. But I, I think that it's different because – Traditionally, you would think of guys like Ticket Gaines and Drew Pember as guys who would just develop for two or three or four years, and then they would be pretty good players as seniors or juniors, and then they would go on maybe and have a chance to play overseas or or professionally or whatever. Now it's a different world because those guys are wanting to play a lot more, and as a coach you're having to say, I don't know if you're going to play a lot next year either. I think it might be the year after that before you really get ready. And then they they don't want to hear that. Um, Plus, you've also got an era now where Tennessee, and I'll end on this note, Grant, Tennessee at the beginning of of Barnes' tenure, he was able to go get those guys because he knew he had at least a small honeymoon. He's a relentlessly competitive guy, uh, and he wants to win. He's he's done nothing but win, like 20-plus games a year. Just put circle it down every year. He's going to do that. But he had time to put in that foundation group of guys who, okay – by the second or third year, we need to be winning, but we've got some time here to, you know, get this transition. Now, you know, you've taken this team to the top five. You've won the SEC. You've been, you know, one bad call away from the Elite Eight. You've won an SEC title. You, you've done some things. And so now you will be expected to basically go to the Sweet 16 or something at least, you know, every year 
or people are not going to be happy because once you give them something, you know, Grant, you've got kids. We don't have them yet, but, you know, you start giving them candy, you know, they're not going to look at broccoli the same. You know, they want, they want candy. And, and so I, that probably makes it more difficult for Barnes, doesn't it? Because you're not able to do as much work. You need to develop guys, but you can't sacrifice that for winning. Like, you've got to go out there and win now, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at those early teams, what they excelled in so greatly, this coaching staff, was player development and taking an Admiral Schofield and developing his game as much as they did, and Grant Williams finding him uh, and developing his game as much as they did. Jordan Bone, uh, Kyle Alexander, you can go down the list of players they found on the recruiting trail that weren't highly sought after, brought in, developed their talents, and turned this Tennessee basketball program into something elite. Uh, and now it is at the point where, yeah, the NCAA tournament's the expect- expectation. That's the ground floor. And advancing in the NCAA tournament is uh, kind of what people want to see year in and year out, past the round of 32, into the second weekend, be a, a regular Sweet 16 team like some of these other programs uh, around the country. Uh, and to do that, they're, they're recruiting at an elite level. Tennessee basketball has, I don't think they've ever recruited as well as they've recruited the past three or four years, but now it's about getting that elite talent in the door and developing it and putting all these pieces together and, and sprinkling in the veteran guys with the young guys um, and putting all these pieces together to make a good team because the last two years, uh, despite the levels that they've been recruiting at, have been uh, struggling, uh, a struggling basketball program. So we, we talked about it in the last podcast. It feels like a crossroads moment for this program with the roster overhaul and the coaching staff overhaul. Now they need to get back to hitting on their evaluations, developing that talent, uh, and having a, a successful basketball program on the floor. Yeah, when you, in the portal era, you're going to have more – I think you're going to have more situations like you had this year where like a Kentucky, you know, Duke, UNC, they just have some duds because you have guys, everybody who goes there wants to be one and done. And you're going to have years where too many guys have left and you're going to have weird years in there now where I think you're going to have to accept that because that's part of the era that we live in. But again, everybody has their own opinion. I think it's fair. I think it's right. I think this is something that coaches have been able to do uh, in time memoriam, and I think now it's time for players to have the same luxury. So plenty of good stuff we talked about in this episode, guys. This was a lot of news for Tennessee, a lot of big news, a lot of good news for a program that that could use some good news. So I think that's probably a good place to leave it for a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Grant, uh, you got anything? No. Actually, three weeks off. He just he's just gonna, he's just gonna hang up. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna hang up. Just do it. I know you want to. Yep, there he goes. But see, I know he's gonna do that now, and I can have the button ready, as I did just there. Guys, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We always do. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. You can also get uh, Just Tennessee News, nothing else. If you want that, go to twitter.com slash govals 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7 and get lots of information there. That's updated pretty much uh, every hour at least once throughout the day it's called 24 7 for a reason but if you want that most delicious east tennessee smoky mountain spring water just right from the tap that goodness is at goballs247.com the best site on all of al gore's internets to get coverage of tennessee football football recruiting basketball basketball recruiting tennessee baseball those guys rank third in the country and doing a lot of big things heading into a big weekend against number two vanderbilt lady vol sports with Maria Cornelius, the award-winning Maria Cornelius, who does a great job covering all things Lady Vols for us. 
Got two forums running around the clock there at the checkerboard and the summit. For, for one of them is primarily for leans more toward men's sports, the other toward women's sports. But um, it's kind of a free for all, guys. As long as it's not political or religious in nature, we will be happy to discuss it and have a fun time doing so in this digital water cooler that we all need right now, frankly, uh, in the world that we're kind of living in. Or, uh, and if you do all that, guys, that is for the low, low price of less than one mediocre lunch per month. That's all it is. You can get a seven-day free trial, and then you can get still a really, really good deal. And if you pay us full price, once you do that, you get access in perpetuity. As long as you're a full pay member with us, you get access to Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS all access now it's paramount plus what is that that cbs is streaming platform the cbs viacom streaming platform i should say every show cbs has ever made commercial free new movies every single month all kinds of really really good stuff on there the movie collection has been getting a lot better the past couple months i'll tell you that there's a lot of good good stuff in there also you get live sports so you get vol stuff sec stuff uh, you get um, NCAA basketball, obviously March Madness, NCAA tournament, which just happened. You get NFL, PGA Tour, UEFA Champions League, which is going on right now, UEFA Europa League, which is going on right now. Just all kinds of good stuff, live, in color, full HD, awesome stuff. You can also go to, um, if you get all that, you also get stuff from the catalogs of MTV, BET, uh, Smithsonian, Nickelodeon, and Comedy Central. So just tons. I mean, from like Chappelle Show for the adults to, you know, kid stuff for Nickelodeon to documentaries for the whole family at Smithsonian. My wife and I have been watching Air Warriors a lot lately about the best planes ever made. Lots of cool stuff there. Awesome, awesome stuff. So go check it out, guys. No one else can give you that deal, and we can. Uh, nothing else. You should hear from us here in a couple days, not too long from now. Uh, Tennessee's always got breaking news, so it could be that. We never know. But until then, you'll hear from us here in just a couple days if nothing else happens. Until then, wash your freaking hands, wear your freaking masks, get that freaking vaccine. Let's do this. We're in it together. See ya. PSA out. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.